and gentlemen, welcome to the Tech Podcast. <laughs> Episode number 23. <clears throat> Stop down. I'm trying. <laughs> this week, we are talking about the Cornetto films. Yes. That is uh, Edgar Wright directed, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost starring mm-hmm. films, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and At World's mm-hmm. End. Uh, mm-hmm. We won't. I, I expect anyway. We won't just mention those. We will mention things that or projects that they have been involved in. Uh, either you know some of them together or, or all of them together or, or maybe, you know, maybe course, just one of, of them. I expect Scott Pilgrim will be brought up at least once. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Well, we can we can chat about Paul. Yeah, Paul and Space, uh, which I think space, is a good. A good place to start, to be honest, because it is is pretty much where all of the all of the three of them. In fact, it is where all of the three of them first started working together. Um, yeah, I remember watching Spaced. I think I was probably about fifteen, and and I was recommended that there was this this TV series that was all geeky um, by a friend who was. I mean, if you can imagine, sort of like I mean, you and I are you and I are pretty pretty high on the on the geek scale. He was just something else. He was you know he yeah. was a very special person. Uh, <laughs> that's not just me saying it, that's the doctor. Um so he he was he was nineteen ninety. Yeah, he was proper he, he was geek he was a hipster geek because he he was he was geek before it was quote unquote cool. Um and he recommended, you know, the T V show Spaced. So I bought it on, uh, I remember going to CEX and buying them both for about three quid. And I thought, well, it can't be that good if, it, if I bought it for three quid. Oh, I just loved it so much. I just loved it. So it much. is good. I will say I was quite, I was very late to the game. Really? In space. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't until uh, Univers, I was aware of it beforehand. Yeah. But it wasn't until university that I, I think it was second year, that I actually stopped and sat down and watched it. Well, I mean, I've, I've actually recently rewatched the series. Um, not, I'm not as prepared as, as I could be for this cast, don't get me wrong. It's not, I didn't think, hmm, we're going to talk about this, I'll rewatch that. It's not that, it's not yeah. that we actively No, hell no. Things. But, uh, Sophie <laughs> hasn't seen them. Hasn't seen them, I should say. And uh, I've been telling her for a while that you need to you need to really watch this series because she, she likes she likes Simon Pegg and she she likes Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and, uh, and and so I was telling her you, you need to watch this series you need to watch it because this is where it all started so I, I've rewatched them all recently um, and it's just even now sort of nearly nearly twenty years later which is horrible to think. I know. It's quite scary. Nearly 20 years later, um, <clears throat> it, it just still stands up as, as, as amazing. Uh, just just funny. And I, I didn't know until I recently watched it again that um, it was the first thing Nick Frost had ever done. Oh, really? Was that his first uh, He was He oh, was uh, a waiter, originally, living with Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg was doing uh, numerous things on the comedy circuit. Um, he did few things mm. with Channel 4, which is where he met Edgar Wright on a show called The Asylum, and that's also where uh, Jessica Hines had featured on it, um, not, not massively. I think Mark Heath was involved as well. Um, actually, we have to, we're going to talk at great length about Mark Heath, because Mark Heath is my favourite ever. Uh, <laughs> Mark Heath, I will say, 
I having having seen a, f- a few um, old things with him in recently, like I saw a couple of old episodes of Brass yeah. Eye recently, um, which uh, which Simon Pegg was in as well. Um, although I don't know if he was in yeah. every episode. Uh, but um, Mark Heap, it's a shame that he seems to, as the years have gone on, he seems to have gotten or seems to be cast less cast less and less diverse. Yeah, he's pretty much a one trick pony now, and and yeah, he's pretty much. Variations on Doctor yeah, Statham. At and this point. don't get me wrong, I, I like the the one trick that he does now. Um, I, yeah. I particularly like him in Friday it's Night Dinner. Um, I think that show is hilarious. Mm. Um, yes. And and only really for Marky. Um, although Tamsin Gregan is quite funny. Too. I was going to Tam- say you better not be <laughs> you but, better not be passing over Tamsin Greg like she ain't none. But um, Marky just is the the uh, the man in that show for me, yeah. and yeah, you're right. I mean, with with uh, with this, with um, with Greenwing, and there's something else in between. I know there isn't. I'm not going to remember what it is now. Um, <clears throat> but uh, very much similar character, um, very sort of same age. I mean, but he's funner. He works. But it it's a shame yeah. because it was fun. Again. Going back to um, introducing Sophie to to, um, to space, she knew him as, as Doctor Statham and knew him as, as Jim in Friday Night Dinner. She's gone back. She she didn't even realise Mark Heap was in it. Um, and he comes in. She's like, "Oh, it's him from Greenwing." I'm like, "Yeah, he's, he's not quite the same though in this. Um, he's very different, <laughs> very different." Yeah. But but fun. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, Mark Heap is a is a very special kind of guy. Um, but yeah, so I mean that that that's where Nick Frost started, um, which I like because you know if if that show hadn't hadn't worked as perfectly as he did, then we wouldn't have Nick Frost now as, as Santa Claus in Doctor Who. So yes. and and we can all agree that's, that's the most important thing he's ever done in his career, and nothing else compares. <laughs> Are we not agree? <laughs> I'm sure we agree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, you've recently uh, watched um, at World's End. You didn't see it when it was out in cinemas. Seen it this week? No. I just saw it a couple of days okay. ago, yeah, for the first time. Now, I didn't mind it because, purely because of hearing uh, nothing but bad things. From oh, people. good, good. <laughs> so I, I quite enjoyed it. I was expecting to that it. For it to be a total pile of shit, which it no, is. It's, not. It's, a, it's 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 a perfectly watchable yeah, film. Yeah, no, it is. Um, but it's just you know it just wasn't what a lot of people yeah, wanted no. it to be. Um, I I saw it in the cinema. I remember watching it. I came out. I wasn't I wasn't uh, displeased with it. It was a like you say. It was a, it, it was a perfectly watchable film. Um, I have since watched it again. Um, I've probably seen it a couple of times now, a couple more times now, and uh, it's it's not a bad film. And when you look at the caliber of comedy that's sort of been being sort of peddled at the moment to the to the masses, it it probably stands as about equal as everything else. The only problem is Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead kind of went against that and, and sort of said, "Well, we're funny." Um, and that's the problem. Um, Hot Fuzz and, and Shaun of the Dead are funny. Um, 
the annoying. See, go on. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm 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 going to butt in here again. See, now I wasn't as big a fan of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, not Shaun of the Dead, sorry. Um, Hot really? Fuzz as the rest of the world. Be- purely because it had the exact opposite effect on me. In that everyone said how amazing yeah. it was. And when I watched it, yeah. I was waiting for it to yeah. get amazing. And the trouble is, it doesn't get really amazing okay. until yeah. about half an hour before yeah. the end. Um, the- um, and I was listening to an interview with uh, Simon Pegg recently, and he said... Uh, it was um, a couple of years ago now, but it was the first time, it was when he um, and Nick Frost and Edgar Wright s- sat down and watched, um, uh, they had a, a, there was a big uh, screening of the the first two Cornotier films and the Scott Pilgrim yeah. film. Um, and it was the first time they, they'd watched it pretty much since the premieres yeah. or since making them, since they first came out, these films. And uh, Simon Pegg said that uh, he thought... Hot Fuzz was probably about um, ten minutes too long, yeah. um, which is fair enough, and which I probably quite I quite agree with. Um, but you know, it's, it's but still, you know, I still enjoyed it. It's still a good film. I uh, I remember watching Sean the first time, I, you know, and, and this was before I, I really know who Simon Pegg was or Nicky Martin Nick Cross. Mm. Um, and I remember, in fact, I remember it quite vividly because. Uh, so I've just heard Sophie scream with laughter downstairs. Um, so I was at school, and it was just after, not too long after, um, the, the remake of Dawn of the Dead had come out. And I had yeah. a friend who was notorious for, for just talking shit um, and peddling bullshit. Um, say, oh, here's this new film called Shaun of the Dead, isn't that hilarious? And I'm like, no. Probably not a film called Shaun of the Dead coming out today. You probably, probably just thought of that as a joke. There's, there's someone called Sean in our class. Um, and lo and behold, there was a film called Shaun of the Dead coming out. Um, and I remember watching it, and I wasn't, I wasn't particularly blown away, but I, I think I was a bit too young then. Um, especially too young to, to get some of the, the, the pop culture references and things like that. Um, yeah. But I think I was at just the right age um, when I hit Hot Fuzz and that was just, I mean it was my favourite film for about two years and that was that was just as I was, I was coming into my own into my geekiness um, and just before I, I decided that Marvel comics were, were the be all end all of life so <laughs> it, you know, it was before I'd seen any of those films but uh, yeah Hot Fuzz was probably it probably still is one of my favourite films um, but I do agree. You get about halfway through, and you are kind of going. Can you get good now? And I think at least there is the payoff. There is the payoff, yeah. which was kind of what I was waiting for with at World's End. I'm watching this film and I'm loving the cast. I'm loving the sort of way they've sort of said, well, Simon Pegg's always the nice guy. Let's make him a dick. Um, I'm loving that Nick Frost is the badass in it. But I'm kind of watching and going, when is it get funny? Yeah. And it's... Yeah, no, I I, I can see that. The trouble is, you know, I I think you've got to have... um, 
some level of connection with the main character. And the trouble is, Simon Pegg's character is too just much of a dick. Too much yeah. of a dick. Yeah, he's so utterly unlikable, and all you know, you have all, and you have all these people. Yeah. Um, just sitting around saying, yeah. you know, exactly yeah. what you're thinking. This guy is a douche. We should, we probably shouldn't even yeah. be here. I mean, you know, if anything, if anything, we're here because because of each other and and not because yeah. of him. Um, um, I mean, the, the the particular character that really stands out with that is Nick Frost's character because you know, mm. all the way through, in in a kind of spaced style, you know, um, well, what what did he do, sort of thing, like, um, yeah. You know, you don't find out what he's quite done to Nick Frost's character until, until quite far into the film. And even then, you're kind of like, why are you even here? He's fucking nearly ruined your life. <laughs> but, you know the worst thing? I think the worst thing about that film is that sort of little epilogue of um, showing them after the event. I yeah, wanted to see they, that they, film. Rather than um, rather than the film we got, I, I'd, I'd have much preferred to have seen sort of like an hour or so of the epilogue and seeing how they got on and, and maybe had a running with each other then. It does seem it does seem a weird sort of. I mean, obviously it made sense um, to a point, but it did seem a weird shift yeah. of, of of tone, yeah, um, and all that. But uh, anyway, like you say, um, well, I, I I like the the way you. Um, it's, you say it's, it is nice, as you say, it's nice to see Simon Pegg, uh, doing something yeah. different, um, or playing something different. And, uh, a lot of, um, uh, again, in this interview I, I heard him in, um, which is an interview with, uh, Chris Hardwick a few years ago, uh, he says that he, he, it was, obviously it was before, um, before At World's End had, had started yeah. being, even being yeah. written, um, but, uh, he, they were talking about Hot Fuzz and how Simon Pegg said, you yeah, know, it, it annoys me. Um, because, you know, in, in, uh, Hot Fuzz, I played the badass. Yeah. And it annoys me when people, people say that I always play the same character because I didn't. Once. Yes. <laughs> I <just> like... <laughs> yeah, I mean. So it's, not, it's nice to see him playing a third yeah. character. I mean, I think it, it, it doesn't help that. Hollywood are now sort of onto the fact that Simon Pegg's this sort of like, you know, he, he's, he's, quite good at what he does and they are still using him as the the sort of like the, the quirky brick um, he's he sort of like he doesn't really get to go into his element as, as a sort of quite quite geek kind of guy sort of this side of it he's more representing yes this is what modern British people are now which you know don't get me wrong I love the fact that Americans probably think they're all like Simon Pay, but <laughs> he's not Simon Pegg enough for me. Um, yeah. Like, I love Paul because that just encompassed everything that I, all the expectations I had of Simon Pegg and to a lesser extent Nick Frost. Um, you know, this whole sort of like, I could see them sort of like if they weren't famous doing that road trip. Yeah, exactly. It's, you, you, you can and, see it's and, exactly and for a that. film that's quite clearly a rip-off of Roger the Alien, um, from American Dad, I didn't hate Seth Rogen in it. Um, he was no, he was he was he, he, was, he was he was memorable, yeah, memorably likable, um, which is hard to say um, for yeah. Seth Rogen. Well, one of the one, funny enough, one of the things I I wasn't 
funny, I wasn't the biggest fan of Paul because I felt I felt that there there wasn't quite enough story for for a whole film yeah. there. I did, don't get me wrong, I did enjoy yeah. the film. It was great, and you you have the wonderful 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 twist end of uh, of Savoy yeah. Weaver being of that course. guy. After, after 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 they te- after they tease Jane yeah. Lynch and make you think. And you know, and and then no, of course it's got Sigourney Weaver. It has to be Sigourney Weaver. It couldn't not be her. The the, the same the same thing Captain at the end the of uh, Captain in the Woods. It just happened. <laughs> it had to be. Who else could possibly come out and explain yeah. this? Um, and, and make sense. <laughs> and make sense. And yeah, she which is she's like the uh, the 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 geeky female version of Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she steps in to explain yeah. the film. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, so, I, uh, I like, I quite like Paul. I quite like Paul. Um, yeah, but to get on to my point is, uh, I, one of the things I really liked about that film was was the Comic Con part of it, the beginning yeah. and the end. The fact that it doesn't make fun of. No, him, yeah, he completely. You know, no him. one get, no one, no one gets pushed yeah. over, and there's not, there's not a, a, a riot or a rampage yeah. here and there. Um, and, uh, and, oh, that reminds me, another, I'm just, I'm just fucking quoting this interview <laughs> now. Um, but he was saying, the Comic Con where they did the panel for yeah. Paul, um, Sigourney we- Weaver, um, wanted to go out onto the floor and do some shopping. But of course she couldn't go yeah. out, so, um, she dressed up. Apparently Sigourney Weaver, I don't know whether she does this every convention she goes to. She dressed up in a full Batman costume nice. to the point where no one recognised her, and she went around shopping like that. That's the thing, like pe- people have probably got pictures of just this cool Batman costume, not knowing that it's Johnny Um yeah. Just off of that, I remember. Um, <clears throat> have you ever watched uh, Mythbusters? Uh, here and there, I'm not, okay. I, I don't watch. You it know anymore. the one that doesn't look like a walrus. Yeah. Yes. Um, he. Uh, because they're they're both, you know, their their first trade is um, special effects and, and Hollywood special effects particularly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he he's into cosplay, and apparently he makes a costume every year. Um, goes around um, in in Comic Con in his full full body suit, and there's just a video of him um, at the most recent San Diego Comic Con. I think it's San Diego Comic Con. Um, in in the full uh, this full. Um, Oh, I can't remember. I think it's a. Uh, I think it's alien. I think it's the alien suit with a face hugger on, and um, wow. And it's just like it's so good. But he's saying like like mm. at the start of the video, he's saying I've made this suit. It's actually exactly how it would have been made in the film. The only problem is it's so hot in this suit that I can only stay in it for thirty minutes. And then there's just like a quick video of him going round with a timer at the bottom. Um, and he takes yeah. it off at the end, and he is like dripping wet. But just, I just love the idea that these, you know, these people are there not just because you know they're they're there for for their own panel. They're there because they want to be there. And Simon exactly, Pegg, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. One of those it's, it's 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 wonderful when you find out that someone genuinely is passionate about um, their own, enthusiast, yeah. passionate about what they're, yeah. what they're doing. Like to hear to hear that tale about Sigourney Weaver, yeah. you know, she could just she could just be, you know, the woman who happened to be in the one big yeah, that, yeah. science fi- sci-fi movie and has been doing the same thing ever since because, you know, people recognize yeah. her. 
But no, it's wonderful to hear that she she actually has the passion and enjoys yeah, these yeah. things enough to dress up as Batman just so she could sneak out onto a a convention floor shopping, shopping yeah. for all for all the geeky yeah. stuff. No, it is great. It is great to see that um, with the these people because it's not just that they're celebrities it's people that you know you admire um if only because especially with alien back then and things like that especially with scorny weaver you know sci-fi wasn't particularly popular then unless it was called star wars um it, it it's it was one of those things where people would look at it and sort of go well it's a bit bit of a geeky thing isn't it? it's a bit of a nerdy well i think i think it was it, i think it was possibly one of the things that started to define that. I mean, Alien before that, it wasn't, It wasn't. oh, here's such a geeky film, but it was one of those things that began the geekiness sort of trend. Yeah. Um, and after that, sort of, it, it started becoming a bad thing. Yeah. Um, before, you know, now, when it's sort of come back around to, you know, it's a great thing. Um, because Alien, you know, was... At, at, at the time, you know, highly praised. There's a reason they made so many yeah. sequels because it was it was very high, highly highly pra- praised. As you know, one of one of my my English teacher at school, um, we we studied gothic horror, and he said, no, you know, the 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 book and the film uh, are fantastic examples of of gothic yeah. horror. Um, uh, it's just that they're modern. But I think I think back then it was just more of a risk to do a sci-fi film. To, oh, yeah, to, yeah. To, to do it and take well, it in a stride. You, you, yeah. Well, you know, you know, you've yeah. got, you know, you've got an audience because you know, you, you after things like the space mm. race, and uh, and you know, Star Trek being such a popular show, you know, I, I, I think that that there clearly was the interest there um, before, and uh, so it was. I don't think it was too much of a risk these types of things. But no, I, I, I do yeah. know what you mean. You know. So, out of out of the three Cornetto films, we'll just go with the, the films for now. <clears throat> what would you say is your favourite sort of? I'd say Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I, I'd say Hot Fuzz. I, I, I would go with Hot Fuzz just because, as I say, I, I got to it just at the right time, I think. Um, uh, whereas with, with Shaun of the Dead, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy it now and I do, do hold it in high regard, but I just have that memory of, of really loving Hot Fuzz when it first came out. Um, what would you say of the, in each of the three films? Is that what? What's your favourite moment for each? Okay, so um, <clears throat> uh, Shaun the Dead, hands down, is the uh, and and there's a re- there's specific reason for this. It's where he first sees. Um, no, sorry, when he, it's the second time he meets up with Jessica Hines, um, mm. or back then Jessica Stevenson, um, <clears throat> and uh, he's got. It's him leading the, the group to the Winchester, and she's leading them away from the Winchester, and they meet in the middle, and it, it's like an identity. Oh yes, no, then that's my favorite um, part too. It, it, it's it's all well-known people, isn't it? It's, it's all, uh, yeah, it's because of the cast that goes yeah. by, and it's he he he. Simon, I think it's Simon Pegg himself describes it as um, here is the the Shaun of the Dead cast yeah. running into another more, better, more exciting yeah. zombie movie. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, I love that. I love that. But I, I liked that moment anyway. And then I remember reading. Um, I can't remember where I was reading it. And 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 I was reading about because um, I was re- it was space again. I was reading about space and uh, the fact that 
him and uh, Jessica Stevenson, Jess Kynes, always wanted to do something more and wanted to do something together. And originally they were going to do more spaced, and then they got around to it, and then, and then there was kind of an expectation for them to do spaced, and they went, well, we've kind of got a fitting end in there. And they said originally Shaun the Dead was going to be a direct continuation of spaced. Um, in, in its very early um, conception, that's where it was. That's what it was going to be. It, was, it wasn't going to be sort of Shaun. It was going to be Tim, um, <clears throat> and and Tim's continued life. Um, and so I love the idea that that's where Jessica Stevenson came into it. Is that they wanted to bring her in as Daisy, and then it became its own thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm very glad it became it became its own thing because space one thing, yeah. Shaun the another. Um, but I'm just glad to, to to see her back again. So I'd say yeah, my favourite moment in Shaun the Dead. Is, is probably that. Um, what about yours? Uh, it would, would be exactly that yeah. as well. As I say, it's because because I, lo- I love the the anecdote of it of of them running into uh, as as I say a better zombie movie. But yeah, it's 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 it, it, but it's all good, you know. Yeah. Um, how about how about hot fuzz? Hot is a harder one because there are. There are a few real laugh out loud moments in Hot Fuzz. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, and when you think about all three of the movies, the most commercial one I think is Hot Fuzz. Like the, the most sort of one you could you could go to to maybe you, you know someone in your family you don't really know um, and say, oh, let's watch this movie. It's Hot Fuzz. You know, you, you, you're guaranteed they're going to laugh, laugh at least once. So like I say that that one's yeah. probably harder. Um, I do like. The very very brief cameo of Peter Jackson, uh, the Santa Claus that stabs him in the hand, um, just because. Well, why the hell not? Wouldn't you have a cameo of yeah. Peter Jackson in the movie? Um, <clears throat> but once that's my favourite moment. Um, do, do you do you know yours? I think possibly right at the end when um, uh, what's his name is impaled on the yeah. uh, on on the model of the church spire. Yeah. Is just something. It's just such a a a big open sort of photorealistic yeah, shot. Really bad, really gruesome. Really bad, really gruesome. <clears throat> I think everyone who watches that film, when they see that, no matter how yeah. many times you see it, you know when. Actually, you've made me think of my favourite moment, and it's the tiniest little thing. I don't even know why I love it so much, but really early on in the film. Um, uh, Sergeant Angel goes into the Andes and he's having a go at him and he's saying like, you know, you need to start speaking to people and they're like, oh, where do we start? Should we get the phone book out? Should we call Aaron A. Aronson? Um, and you're like, oh, yeah, they're dickhead. And then later on, there's the kid that he saves in the model village and he says, what's your name, kid? Aaron A. Aronson. And I was like, oh, this <laughs> I don't know why I love that moment so much. Yeah. <laughs> me laugh. Uh, so yeah, Aaron A. Aronson is the moment I would probably kick back for that because again, it, it is a it's a laugh out loud moment that is, or at least I think it is. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else in that film that really stands out to me? I mean, there's there's the first initial part of the fight um, where it's in the village that really gets me as well. Um, when when it's like the, you know just before they go into the pub when they're out in the public. Um, space and he sends the kids into the shop to stop the one woman shooting at him and then then Danny opens the door to knock over the one that looks like Joan Cusack um yeah that 
I like that moment as well. Yeah. But what what would you say is your favourite moment for a World's End then? Um, possibly. I think my the the part I was most excited was was finding uh, was hearing Bill Nye's oh, yeah. voice of this yeah. collective collective consciousness. Of course, of course it's Bill Nye as well. Of course it is. And <laughs> of course it is. Um, and uh, but I I think my favourite moment is is right at the end his line of when they uh, when 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 they're sort of arguing him wrong and proving him wrong and right at the end he goes all right then fine <laughs> or is or is it sod it yeah. or something um, but just that moment of you know I'll never I'll yeah. it. never mind um, <laughs> we'll ditch this planet who cares you know it's only yeah. Earth. Uh, see, the more I think about that film, the more, the more I do have quite fond memories of it. It is, like I say, it's not a bad film. That's the annoying thing. It's not a bad film. It's just not, it's just not a Cornetto film. It's not as good as, you know. But yeah. I think my favorite. It's the film. On. No, no, no. You okay, my favorite moment in the film is any scene where Nick Frost is a badass. Like, yeah, I love the idea, true. you know, he's a big guy anyway, you know, I'm not on about muscle, I'm on about, you know, he's a fat guy, um, and he comes into the shop, and the first thing I'm thinking is, hmm, he's lost weight, you know, he's lost a bit of weight, especially yeah. since uh, Shaun of the Dead, and especially yeah. since, um, since towards the end of Space, and I was like, fuck, yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's really, you know, and then they introduce the idea that he's a rugby player, and so, not only are they compensating for the fact that he's lost weight a bit, they're also compensating for the fact that he's still a big guy. I was like, oh, right, okay, so so he's going to be a bit... And he's just a fucking badass. When he picks up the two stools and uses them as essentially boxing gloves, I just straight away, I was like, this is a Nick Frost I've not seen. This is a Nick Frost I like. Especially seeing him in, in Paul, where he's fat as fucking that. Um, and, and I'd say that nicely, because I love Nick Frost. He's quite possibly... A national treasure, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, um, no. They're, they're, no, they're, they're good. I, I don't think any of them are old enough to be national treasures yet. Okay, you will. You've got to reach. You a cer- will. You've got to reach a certain age. It's, it's like Dead. Ri- the latest series of Dead Ringers said, you know, Olivia Coleman has just been introduced into the hall of British national treasures. This is the Dead Ringers is still going. They did. They they did a. I think it's just the one new series they did this year. I, didn't know this year. I, um, I don't. I don't know if it's back. Years ago. That that. I don't know if it's back for good or. Still John Coulthard. Um, it's still sorry? John Coulthard, don't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. The trouble is, I never listened to yeah. it when it was in the old the old yeah. ringers. Um, but uh, my 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 problem with the new one is, I find that the new one. Does doesn't sound they don't sound enough like yeah. the people they're supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, my favorite sketch they I think they do. Uh, I think it's a running it's a it is a running sketch of uh, there's the the League of British National Treasures. <laughs> All right, yeah. and they're meant to be. It's almost like they're this sort of secret agent yeah. group, um, and they bring Olivia Colman yeah. because she's in everything. Um, she is in everything now, though. So, yeah. She 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 is in everything. <laughs> she, she's done pretty well for herself. All things. Exactly, yeah. But, no, I, like um, I won't have a bad word said about it. Better not say anything bad, Alex. Stop thinking bad things. <laughs> <I wasn't good. laughs> no, 
she's great. Well, it's it's great to see her sort of. Fu- it was great to see her fully involved up till the the second series of uh, that Michelin Web. Yeah. Movie. You know, even and when she was get, very heavily she pregnant. She was getting a bit too popular as well. She was she was very heavily pregnant in series yeah. two of that, but still doing it, which is fantastic. Um, it's <laughs> even willing to to even doing that scene where uh, she's choked to death for liking the green. The green oh part. yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I actually watched that whole series recently. Um, I forgot how funny it was. It's a shame that Rob Webb sort of hasn't done anything to him. Yeah. He's done that shit fucking uh, BBC Three movie mistakes thing that that just... Oh, God, that was terrible. And I used to like those sort of shows, like, where they'd be like... I I just found... I, I watched it. I watched one of it one of them and just pointing out the the most rubbish yeah. things I mean you could point out sort of really cool things about the, about films yeah. and make it you could have made it quite geeky and said oh actually this this and this yeah. and this but no just pointing out sort of like oh here's a cameraman's shoe yeah. mm. here's, here's the reflection yes, of a glass that wasn't there like, I, don't, I don't care <laughs> here's a bad and here's a bad pun about that yeah. in the title of the film yeah exactly that, that's Rob Webb, though. I find that Rob Webb isn't particularly funny yeah. on his own. Um, he, he, he's a very good straight man, um, but he, he's not good at, at delivering the, the jokes, especially when he hasn't got David Mitchell to. to yeah. But oh uh, well, that's 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 another way. So, what would you say is your favourite non-Cornetto thing that any of the three of them have done? I think I already know the answer, but. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. <laughs> Let me guess. Is it Scott Pilgrim? It might well yeah. be Scott Pilgrim. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. The thing is, I I was never a big enough Star Trek yeah. fan, but you know, I I I like the the second of the new new films. I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of the first new really? Star Trek film. Um, yeah, no, I think it was a bit weavy, and uh, there was a point where they accelerate out of a black hole. Which is sort of not possible. Um, <laughs> but that's the point, Alex. Um, it's science fiction. <laughs> there's, a, there's a key word um, in there. I think, and, I think um, we need to discuss fiction. And the whole, the whole, the whole uh, sort of time travel type thing. Well, not time travel, but um, the, uh, the 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 thing back. Um, the two. You may not like number three. Just put in the rumours that there have been, you may not like number three. Although since those rumours came out, the director and the writer have left because they uh, they genuinely released this. They want it to be more like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the studios saw, I think Paramount saw how popular a space opera can be. And uh, they wanted to turn Star Trek into more of a Guardians of the Galaxy feel film. Um, and J.J. Abrams originally was set to direct, and then he went on to do Star Wars, which you know I feel is a natural progression um, from directing Star Trek. Um, and then uh, the the original writer, I think he was the producer as well, stepped up to direct, and everyone was kind of like, mm, is this? Mm, well, we don't. We haven't really seen him do much, and that was when um, Bill Chapman was was approached, and they said, you know, let's let's bring back Kirk and, and 
I mean, the, th- the thing I don't like about William Shatner is he has an ego that he didn't deserve. Um, exactly. You know, okay, he was very popular when it was being shown originally in the 60s, but now he's a douche. And he said no to doing the first Star Trek film because... Well, I, I heard they didn't they didn't want him in the first Star Trek film because they didn't want it to be a Shatner. No, this is the thing. thing. They they offered him a very brief cameo. Oh, that's and it. He, he wanted it. He, he wanted, wanted it to be the same bigger. size role as Leonard Nimoy, if not bigger. Yeah, and, and they, they, said, and they well, said no because no, the the whole point is the the role written for Nimoy, like, and I yeah. think the cameo would have been just them in future, the 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 alternate future now. Um, yeah. Before Spock left, so he's you know they 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 had lined Bill Shatner up to be in number three and be quite a big part as far as I'm aware, which obviously I didn't like. But now now Simon Pegg's set to write Star Trek three, and that interests me. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I like the Star Trek films. I don't I've never been a Star Trek fan, but I like the new films. And I spent, you know, everyone was like, oh my god, like, Benedict Cumberbatch is Khan, is horrible. I, I don't give a fuck. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I like the Star Trek film. I thought it was a decent film. I, I know, I, I like number yeah. two a lot. I enjoyed number two much more. Fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. It, you know, it was a bit of a silly romp round. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. And then a lot of people hated the whole reversal of the, 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 no, the positions from the original. And I, and I I yeah. liked it, but then then again, I've never seen yeah, the original Ramakhan. Um, so I, I, I was I was recognize I was recognizing all these famous yeah. lines, but just as they've been referenced in other yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I, I I quite enjoyed that, and I I, I wondered I I wondered if um if it was a direct yeah. thing, but I I didn't re- I didn't realize when I first watched it that no the the roles had been yeah. switched. I, I just so, didn't I didn't well. care. Like I know a lot of people moan, but I just didn't care. And and I feel bad because if they did something like that to something I cared about, I'd probably be an angry fanboy on the internet going, Oh, it's completely wrong that they've taken fucking blah blah's line and, and given it to blah blah because blah blah is blah blah and, and blah. So, <laughs> because of reasons. Um, so, but you know, it, it's it's a completely new franchise now. That's the problem, and especially now that they're looking yeah. to to revamp it again by making it more. I suppose what they're trying to do is making it more fun. But I quite like that the Star Trek films had had a bit of seriousness to it. I quite like that the the most fun you really got was when Simon Pegg was on screen. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I do, I do yeah. agree. I, 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 I like the tone, especially of, of. Well, that's what I worry. I'm worried now that that they're going to be sort of going completely down a different route. But then again, in in Peg, I have faith, in, in Peg, I trust. So, yeah. um, so. Well, be interesting yeah. to see. Where so going back to the question anyway. So what, what would you say that Scott Pilgrim is your is your favourite non Cornetto? I I think so probably yes I do really enjoy Scott Pilgrim. Um, it is it, it it's, is it's just a, it's just a it's a very fun film and a lot of fans of the um of the comic books weren't huge fans of it because it it is it is a very strange beast in that 
I suppose a little similarly to the uh, the Harry Potter films. Um, it's for the first for the beginning of the story, as in the first two Harry Potter yeah. films. Very it's good. very fa- very faithful to the original the source material. Um, but as Scott Pilgrim as it goes further on, it gets less and less faithful purely because uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it the, wasn't written, was it? The, the, yeah, exactly. The books weren't written. The final volumes weren't written. Uh, before the film script yeah. was, so it remains faithful up to volume three, um, yeah. and then it's volumes right. four, five, yeah. and six. Whilst you know they they have similar beats, you know it's it it leaves the comic book story behind, yeah. um, but it's it's still a good film for all that. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think I think it would have been, I think that if you were going to retell the comics exactly, mm. I think the best thing to do would have been to split the split the. The, the books yeah. are two. Um, have volumes one to three. Um, there's one film, but obviously, you know, you, you, that wouldn't be that wouldn't make an yeah, yeah. You know, people 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 wouldn't uh, wouldn't go and see uh, a dual film like that. Um, but uh, still, no, I, I really enjoyed it. It's good, and uh, I, and I'd watch it again. Really, you'd watch Scott Pilgrim again? <laughs> I would. That, that surprises know. the fuck out of me. No, I do it. I, <laughs> I'd, I'd get the money out of my Blu-ray that I bought. <laughs> yeah. Although it's 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 great because that film has uh, I've only listened to one, but that film has about five oh, really? commentaries on it. For the film, yeah, on the Blu-ray at least. Um, I think they might be on this. Most of them might be on the DVD yeah. too. But uh, yeah, there's there's a cast one. There's one with Edgar Wright. Um, and uh, I can't remember exactly how many there are. There are at least three, I think. Yeah. More. That's um, nice. Uh, it's it is chock a if you get the, with the Blu-ray at least um, it completely chock full yeah. of extras. So see that that's the type of Blu-ray I like. That's the type of yeah. home release I like. Not this. I really hate that there, there seems to be this tendency at the moment. So DVD is now what budget used to be. Standard DVD, yeah. which is is still. What was deluxe DVD price is now your budget, and then Blu-ray is what normal DVD used to be, and then you've got Blu-ray double play, also get your UV copy. Um, mm-hmm. That is now your, your super special bonus features, which you know I don't have fucking twenty-five quid to pay every time I want to watch a film that's just come out. I don't think it's fair that you're holding back at least at least things like commentaries and things like that just because, well, you're not paying the right price now. It never used to be that way. It used to be that special yeah. features were, were home release, that's it. It doesn't matter. And then, and then sort of five years down the line, they've released the director's cut or, or some version well, of it. I think it. we should we, be we, quite glad that these days at least special features aren't, for the most part, aren't uh, region exclusive. Yeah. Because if you look back in the 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 first days of DVD, yeah. you look at an American DVD versus a, versus a British a British yeah. version. You know, the American version would have all these fantastic mm. extras, and the British version would just be the film, yeah. basically. And, <laughs> special features on the back of the box I'm listed interact. Special features on the back of the box listed interactive. <laughs> menu. <laughs> right. Do you remember that the first DVDs special? I don't, features, I don't need an interactive. I don't menu. need to remember that because that fucking DVD you got for me, the Secret Treasure of Machu Picchu, which, <laughs> by the way, 
has a different name in the US because I had to look for it. Um, what's it called in the US? The Golden Ball Sack or something. <laughs> That's really why. Yeah, no, because I, I was looking for it online originally when you said about it and I couldn't find it. And, and now, through finding out the production company of the, com- of the company that, because I knew, I knew I'd seen that style of animation before. And I figured out, I managed to find a trailer for something else. It was like a Thumbelina rip-off or something. Um, I figured out the production company, found their website, found what they called it. It was like the Golden something. Or other. Um, so, pause here. Yeah, pause just going to out for a sec. Hold on, give me two seconds. So, had to make arrangements for something right. or other. So, um, where were they? Oh, yeah, DVD special features. About, sorry, just, oh, yeah, just make how that. far in we are. 56 minutes in. Check the recording. We're about 6 minutes, so about 50 minutes in. Okay. <sighs> so slow. <sighs> I might invest in a new one when Windows 10 comes out. I I just cannot tolerate Windows 8. It's so bad. No, that that that's my same reason as well. I just can't get on with the Windows I can't 8. I remember what I was talking to recently and they were like, oh yeah, Windows 8's really good. And I was like, yeah, it's really good if you're using a touch screen. Like, that, that's basically what it's been created. It's, it's, that's, what, that's what I liked about the f- the first thing they announced about Windows 10 coming out would be that um, a that it wasn't Windows 9 because Windows 98 yeah. or something, um, and b it'll have the old start yeah. menu. Thanks. It's like when you look at the, the current um, the current dis- display of of most machines now, so many people are still using Windows XP. Because it was just mm. better. Which yeah, it well, that's what my what, it, that's what you wanted it to do, and and nothing more. And that's, no that's what my work computer did at uh, at school. At school, fucking <laughs> uh, manufacturing. Yeah. But I just I just cannot tolerate this whole. Look, it looks like it's touchscreen, but you haven't got touchscreen capability mm. unless you buy a new one. No, I yeah, just right. fucking bought a laptop. I'm not, I'm not going to let you press scan me into buying a new yeah. fucking laptop just because you've decided that Windows 8 should look like it's a touchscreen. It's not. You fucking... Hate. <laughs> I hate it. 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 I
Right, what were you saying? Um, so I was, I was mentioning um, thingies, uh, special features on that, and then you've got this. Oh, yeah. So yeah, on that disc is uh, <laughs> is special features um, interactive menu. So yes, I, I do remember what that's like, Alex, because I, w I was very disappointed that that film did not have any special features. Oh gosh, I wonder what special features Food Fight has oh, that you got me the DVD of. <laughs> How much would they have to pay Charlie Sheen to do special features, do you think? Oh god. Can you imagine if he does a commentary on that? Oh, that would actually oh. be good watching though. That would actually How amazing would that, that would be? So fun. Just to see what he has to say about that piece of shit. What could he <laughs> say other than I got paid a fuck though to do no work for filming? No one's ever going to see. <laughs> it's a shame what happened to Charlie Sheen. He had so much potential to do something that isn't Charlie Sheen. Real He threw it away to be Charlie Who Sheen. Who wants to be Charlie You know what, actually, I would probably be Charlie Sheen. Probably. If given the choice, I would probably be Charlie Sheen. I don't think I would be. Really? There's just so much potential to do whatever you want, whenever you want. You know, I'm pretty sure that song, you know the song, Whatever You Want, Whatever You Like, I'm pretty sure that song's written about Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, maybe. Okay, so back to Cornettos then. Um, so your favourite um, favorite stuff that, that they've done outside, or one of them's done outside, is Scott Pilgrim. Do you not think that, that his version of Ant-Man would, would have been interesting? It might well have been. Ant Man might might well have been my you know, my my top thing on the yeah. list. But uh but I guess now we'll never know. No, because we've got the director of five hundred days of summer. <sighs> don't really know where to go with that. <laughs> don't really know how to take it. Well at least my at least my friend Danny will be uh, happy about it. He loves Oh, don't get me wrong, I love the film Five Hundred Days of Summer. Remember, really? I do you don't. remember um, when me and Chris always used to go out? Um, we used to sing uh, that Hall and Oates song that features in it because of it, because of that that film. Um, yeah, because we both surprisingly liked that film. Um, uh, I, I could not get on with Five Hundred Days of <laughs> Summer. It was for me. To me, that film was just uh, what's her name, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, yeah. Is that her? Yeah, it was just Zoe Deschanel playing. It was her being so typecast as Zoe Deschanel, but more so than in any other film. Uh, I don't done. think I've ever seen a film where she hasn't been typecast as herself, though. Uh, I, I I know that's the thing, but in this one, it's just so much her is yeah. painful, and the whole film is about yeah. her being her. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That I, I'm afraid that's why uh, why it doesn't get the thumbs up from me. From me. Maybe I'll give it to review one day then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, see, that's the thing. There are good things that can be said about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you like, if you like Zoe Deschanel, then it's a great. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 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 being someone who who finds her uh, uh, a little wearing. Mm -hmm. I, I was one of those people that used to think, wow, isn't she attractive? Until I found out everybody else thought she was attractive. And I was like, hmm, 
kind of feel like... Yeah, no, she... Exactly. Everyone thinks, oh, she's an alternative choice. No, she's not. She was before she did a... Before she did a show called New Girl. You know, that little independent show that, that... New girl, and then I was like, hmm, "This is this is this is." No, I think I think even before that, really? I think every she's met she. I well, the whole the whole point of the Zoe Deschanel type is to be exactly that. It's the it's it's the it's the person everyone everyone would go. Oh yeah, no, she's she's quite fun. She's quite sort of alternative, yeah. and just meh. <laughs> you, you you prefer you prefer your Zoe. Deschanel, a bit, a bit less mainstream. A, a bit more sort of. I, pr- I, 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 I prefer, I prefer my Zoe Deschanel to be a bit more Cat Dennings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My problem with Cat Dennings is exactly the same as what I've just said about Zoe Deschanel. Um, she was no, great. I, the thing is, did, uh, two broke girls. I see. I love. Two Broke Girls. It's one of those shows I, I thought, you know, I oh, I wouldn't like that until I happened to be in a room where it was on. And really I don't it. dislike the show. I just don't particularly like the show either. It's just quite happy. <laughs> I, I, I think it's much better than it has a right yes. to be. Um, and, it, and, it's, and it's you having, having, you know, watched a few episodes, it's very well written and very, it's very quick and very clever. You know, it's it's not just sort of stupid girly jokes all the time. I do like the cat. It's 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 very it, it, yeah. Quite cat De- uh, cat Dennings's character yeah. is well, both of them they're very sharp and very yeah. witty all the time, and they do have the sort of silly girly moments. Um, but uh, but but uh, as well as that, you know, you've got you've got the fast paced sort of quick clever humour, mm-hmm. which, which is fun. Um, but yeah, now I. I prefer my Zoe Deschanel's to be Cat Dennings. <laughs> okay. Well, have you seen a film called Cuban Fury? I haven't. I've heard of that. What's that? Film what's that? Is, it's going back to Cornetto now. Um, it is um, Nick Frost. And it was the yeah. film that came out after he did. Um, uh, at World's End, and right. but I'm pretty sure sure it was filmed before at World's End um, because he's a little bit bigger in it. But he plays a guy basically, um, you know, he's the loser at work, and he used to be a salsa dancer, and has since given it up. He got bullied as a kid for it, and so he just went, "No, I don't want to, I don't want to do this no more." Um, as as a lot of kids probably would do in that situation, and then uh, it ends up that he, he's fallen for this new girl at work, and Chris O'Dowd's in it, and, and I love it when Chris O'Dowd plays a prick because <laughs> I like him in the IT crowd, and I like him in a couple of other things. I really don't like this Hollywood persona that Chris O'Dowd has, where he, he's popular, and again, <laughs> like he's kind of doing the Simon Pegg, I, I represent the charming Brit, and he's not the fucking Irish to start with. Um, but, yeah, so, he plays, uh, 
Chris O'Dowd is like his best friend, but also like really just rips into him, just has like no no level of, of sort of like niceness with him, just completely relentless. Um, and it turns out this this woman at work um, is into salsa dancing, so Nick Frost decides to get back into it. And um, it's actually really funny for a romantic comedy that was out last Valentine's Day. And I went with Sophie to it. Um, actually, really funny. It's just nice to see Nick Frost. It, it's good to see that Nick Frost can can do his own thing, um, which yeah. obviously now I don't need to see because I know he can. But it's just nice to be sort of reassured that you know if yeah. if, if I want to laugh, I don't need um, need all three of the. Uh, the Cornetto crew, which I've now decided that I want to call them. Mm. Um, well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to see uh, Attack yeah. Rock, which I'm annoyed at. I'm annoyed I haven't, because apparently by all rights, it's an amazing yeah. film. I have heard it's, good it's things, really I have really seen myself. I have heard good things about it. Um, and it, it, it must be good, because haven't they cast someone from it in Star Wars or something? Um, Something else know. big, yeah. but I don't, I'm not sure. You're, 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 you're my favorite yeah. buff nerd. Yeah, uh, I can't remember now. They're in some, I think it's Star Wars. I think it's Star Wars. I think it's one of the black kids in it. It's, it's Star Wars. Um, don't test me on that until I've got off the Yeah, so I, I, I like, uh, I do like a lot of the stuff Nick Frost has done outside of, outside of the corner. So then saying that, I do love it to see him and Simon Pegg together, um, which is why I love Paul so much. I don't think it would, it would have worked for at least me if uh, it had been anybody else. Maybe Patrick Stewart and Amy Keller. That would have been a very good one. <laughs> That would be an amazing road trip. I, I've, I've um, said, and... You, you may... Although I, 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 I have to imagine that uh, there'd be at least at least one scene or maybe a couple of scenes where uh, Patrick Stewart would be uh, sitting in the car, parked, looking at his watch and tutting, going, oh, come on, where is he? And just uh, stare, staring out the car window and uh, to the gay club that Ian McCullough's <laughs> gone into. <laughs> yeah, I would quite like that. <laughs> um, I, I said to a number of people, Completely off topic now, it's just because I've mentioned Amy Kell and Patrick Stewart. Um, the, the, the kind of, uh, not just the bromance that they share, because yeah. it's not just that. I mean, they, they're, they're very accomplished actors and they've, they've worked together in, in quite a few things. I reckon the next Patrick Stewart and Amy Kell is going to be uh, Rafe Fiennes and Liam Neeson. They've worked together on Schindler's List. Hmm. They've worked together on both Clash of the Titans films. I think there's something else they've appeared in together as well. I'm not on the century. But they're like so, like their bromance outside of everything is just shocking, like how, how like close they are. I see that and I'm like, oh, I want them to grow old together. Mm. <laughs> you know what film I'm waiting to see? And maybe it's happened, I'm not sure. Um... But I want to see uh, a, a film that is um, Colin Firth versus Liam Neeson in something. Colin Firth versus Liam Neeson. Is there any reason why, or just just because fuck you? 
<laughs> because I think they would be great counterparts. Uh, um, who would be good and who would two. be bad? Or is that the twist? It, de- it, de- it depends. There'd be two different versions of the film. There'd be a British version and an okay. American version. <laughs> <laughs> and in the British version, obviously, um, Colin Firth would be, uh, would be the good guy. And in the American version, it'd be the other way around. Okay. Maybe that could be like Taken 4, like Colin Firth steals Liam Neeson's dog or something. <laughs> I don't know where you are. I don't know how I'll find you, but I will. Yeah. Turns out the dog is like voiced by, I don't know, like, Princess Paul. That worked, that worked. Yeah. You know what? Right. I'm, I'm submitting it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, on, on the note of Colin Firth, have you seen, uh, no, not have not you yet. seen Kingsman? I really want to. I'm going to go see it. Is it good? Is it? See, it's that's so the thing, good. right? I, 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 I don't know where I got this from. I always had the idea that if you wanted to kill a film, uh, release it in January. Um, because you, you, you're either putting it up against Oscar bait, or you just know that it's not going to make a lot of money, so no one's going to go see it. So you just, just there's no other films out at that period anyway, so at least, uh, mm. at least give it a go sort of thing. So I've always had this notion that if it's, if it's not Oscar bait in January, it's probably a bad film. Um, and so I was a little bit worried when, when they when they said they were releasing Kingsman in January. I was a bit like, oh, it looks so good. No, see, I think the with 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 on sort of on on track with our mm. Oscar cast uh, the other week. I don't I don't think it's highbrow enough yeah. to be on Oscar yeah. nomination. It's too again. It's going back to you saying that there's no comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this. This is an amazing comedy film. It's this, that, that's what worried me. Um, I was I was worried that it was going to be shit because it was going up against the Oscar stuff. So they were just releasing it because there, there was a gap in the market. No, 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 like, absolutely not. Good film, fun, fantastic. Oh really? Film. I want to yeah. uh, I want to I want to read the comic as well. So now with a lot of the Mark Miller sort of um, Matthew Vaughan sort of like where they work together on stuff and uh, Kingsman. Kick-Ass, um, I think Wanted was, was a part of that, and I don't think Matthew Vaughan was directly involved, but they, they, they take one aspect of the film and then, and then they completely change the rest of it. And I know with Kick-Ass, mm. they took out the idea that um, Big Daddy made all of his money and, and all these gadgets by selling comic books, even though he was, he was supposed to be staunch against comic books. And I know in this, originally, the plot that they have to stop is um, somebody kidnapping famous sci-fi actors um, and I don't know how true that rings but uh, it's it, it, ring, it rings a little yeah. true but uh, but uh, still still I'd say go um, oh, oh yeah don't get me wrong I'm still going to watch it, it but... um, I was going to go see it uh, last week and I, I never ended up going um, see I, I, I'm worried that it won't get a, uh, a big enough yeah. audience because I don't think it, unless it had been for you sort of pointing it out the last time yeah. I saw you um, saying I can't wait to go yeah. see that. I might not have given, oh, really? given it the time of day, um, but I'm so yeah. glad I did. Yeah, no, I, I do so really glad. want to see it, um, and I, w- I will eventually if, if, if I get a chance. Um, if you don't, well, it was the, it was the, it was that sort of film that made me think. Could could you have Colin Firth, Colin Firth facing off yeah. against Liam Neeson? <laughs> Trouble is, Colin Firth tends to do stuff that's a little more lighthearted. Yeah, 
and you have Liam Neeson doing the so the the more sort of serious. I don't know. Well, well, actually, no. Think about it because he still plays a tough guy. I was going to say, did you ever watch Life's Too Sure? No. I didn't. The funniest thing I've ever seen is Liam Neeson doing comedy in that. And obviously, it's a piss take on the fact that Liam Neeson is is, is a hard man, and it's um. Do you know the premise of uh, of Life's Too Short? So it was um it was a fake documentary on the life of Warwick Davis, the the, the dwarf actor, and um, it, was, it was all made by Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. Uh, oh, I've yeah, heard yeah. It. And yeah, Liam Neeson yeah, yeah, yeah. comes into Ricky Gervais's office while um, Warwick Davis is there, and he basically says to Ricky Gervais. Look, I know you're a comedian. I know you do comedy. I want to get into more comedy, uh, comedy stuff. Mm. <laughs> so Liam Neeson does this skit, um, and and he's oh, it's just so funny. And he ends up sort of like they're supposed to be doing improvisational comedy, and he just completely destroys it. You know what? I'm going to send you the clip now. I'm going to get it up. Now. I'm going to send you the clip for after because it's so funny. Um, the actual series itself, not that great. That one scene. Um, just, just. I mean, you know, like in extras, where he'd just take a, a a celebrity and completely turn them on on your on their head the, the way you view them. I.e., with Patrick Stewart, just pretend, like seeing you can <laughs> come up with a character that can can look at girls and all their clothes fall off. Um, same thing he's done here with Liam Neeson. So, what would you like to see the corner crew do next? I think I'd want to see them tackle something take on I wouldn't want it to be a long film because I don't think it would be very good if it was too long but I'd like to see them do something more serious mm, yeah um uh you know where it's where it's not uh it's not turns out it's aliens or yeah. zombies or um or or mad village councils um, killing people. I, I think I'd like to see them because I remember thinking, because um, obviously I knew the the premise of that world yeah. and, um, before watching it, but I remember thinking about quarter of an hour, twenty minutes in, you know, maybe this this wouldn't be so bad if it was, um, you know, I'd, I'd be quite happy for it to continue mm. uh, without turning into a film that yeah. Regards. You know, I, I, I'd be, I'd be quite happy to see this sort of just, just them breaking down of Simon Pegg's yeah. character, yeah, and 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 him sort of rebuilding and trying to trying to trying to fix himself. Yeah. Actually, going back to what you you asked, um, what my favourite moment was in that film, the moment where uh, he reveals that he tried to kill himself, and then um, like him having that little emotional breakdown, and and, and then saying. They told me what time to go to bed. Like that. Yeah. I, I think anyone could watch that and go, yeah, actually, that's really bad. Like, uh, uh, any adult could watch that and go, yeah, that, like, that sounds horrible. Just from that, that small thing he said, they told me what time to go to bed. Straight away, I was like, I actually sympathise with this character. Like, yeah. You don't experience that anymore, getting told when to go to bed. Um, mm. And I love that little moment there. Yeah, going off topic. That was really nice. Like yeah. that, it's just a shame that the rest of the film couldn't make me feel that way. But it's like you say, for the most part, it wasn't a bad film. Um, 
See, I'd quite like to see them do something a little bit like Paul together. Um, not so much sci-fi or alien just going back to their sort of geeky roots a little bit. Uh, see that. Especially with, with Edgar Wright. I mean, this is um, this great... Uh, you know the films... Um, oh, what are called now? There's one called Death Proof and there's one called Planet Terror and one of them was by Quentin Tarantino and one of them was by Robert Rodriguez. Do you know of these films? Um, they were released as a double feature called The Grindhouse Feature. And um, they were going to... In, in America they were released as, as, a, as I say, a double feature in the sort of 70s style, sort of, you know, like the whole... Like there's, there's, a, there's a whole genre of film called Grindhouse and it's sort of that... Sort of that um, 70s, very early 80s, and very late 60s, um, sort of awful horror films and awful sci-fi films. You, you know the type of stuff I'm on about, like um, the Ed Wood stuff, like the, Return, the Plan of Plan Nine yeah. out, from Outer Space or something, and stuff like that. Um, but also like the, the really sort of like where all the cliches of horror films come from, basically. Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez got together and made this, this double feature. And over in the UK, it wasn't released as a double feature. It was, they were released as two separate films because they, they did stand alone. But in the US, they were released as a double feature. And, and in the intermission between the two films, they showed all of these fake trailers. Um, again, in style of these 1970s grindhouse films. And some of them were so good that they actually made full films out of them. Um, the two being Machete, which stars Danny Trejo, and uh, the film Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, and right. <laughs> Edgar Wright made one of these trailers, and it's called Don't. And it's a real piss take of your standard British 1970s horror film. And it has so many famous people in it. And one of them is Nick Frost, and one of them is Simon Pegg. Now, you know who Nick Frost is, but... To this day, I've seen it like 12 times. I couldn't tell you who Simon Pegg is in, is in it. Huh. But I'd love to see him make a full feature of this film. The whole trailer is like, it's like a minute long. And all it is, is um, there's like a spooky voice. And it's, uh, oh, and the voice is someone as well. It's, it's someone famous is the voiceover. Um, and it's, if you were thinking of going into that haunted house, and then it will come up, don't, and then the word don't come <laughs> up. And then, do you think that it was safe to give a shower? Don't! And it just keeps like <laughs> repeating like that and showing these very brief cuts of all these famous sort of like British celebrities, but all, again, all famous people that would work with Edgar Wright. So you've got like uh, Matthew McFadden, yeah. uh, Nick Frost, um, there's, a, there's a few sort of faces from Hot Fuzz in it, um, Rafe Spall's in it, um, and he's really funny in it, and it's just all like I say. So, and, and, and Simon Pegg's in it at some point, and Nick Frost is in it as a, as a, a baby, um, but an, an adult baby. Just watch, watch the trailer. Just look up Edgar Wright. Um, I have to. I, I will. So I'll funny. I've, I've, um, I've got. I've got it. I've got yeah. it ready on YouTube to watch. After um, finish now. But I'd love to see. Him, I'd love to see him make a film of that. I would love to see that film. Um, and again, but that would be. I almost feel that that would be a fitting end to the Cornetto trilogy um, because it, it would still have Nick Frost, it would still have Simon Pegg, um, and of course it'd be it'd be directed by Edgar Wright. But yeah, so I think I'd like to see, yeah, I'd like to see that made.
I'm trying to think if there's anything else we haven't really covered on the uh, on the corner. So, no, I think I think I think we've uh, we've gone through it quite yeah, well there. Yeah, I think yeah, we've pretty much mm. taken it apart. I mean, like I say, with, with at World's End because it wasn't an awful film, I'm, I'd be happy if they never made any more. Mm. I'd, I'd still love for them to work together in some form, but if they never made any more, I think I, I, I think I wouldn't be disappointed. So, but yeah. yeah. Oh well. Okay, well, okay I think then. we are done for today. Yeah, it was lovely to speak to you all again. If you would like to speak to us, the email is the tag podcast at gmail dot com, and the website is the tag podcast dot wordpress dot com. If you have any suggestions, we'll be happy to throw them away. Free T-shirts to anyone who emails in with cash. <laughs> Yeah, asterisk. Just, just asterisk. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, uh, that, that doesn't include postage and packing. Yeah, no, absolutely. So if, 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 if you'd like a, a free t-shirt, then, then get in touch. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are still listening, um, we are just set up the YouTube account. It will be coming very soon, possibly at the end of this week, if not the end of this week. The end of next week. And... We should have... Uh, Oh, actually, by the time this goes uh, out, it'll probably already be up, won't it? It might well. It w- we'll who knows? We'll see. Um, <laughs> who knows? The update schedule. The update schedule. The, the update. Uh, uh, yeah, update schedule at the minute is a little out of whack, yeah. but uh, hope, hopefully in the next week that'll all be but sorted. It will out, be so sorted. Out. Bear, bear and we us. do have a new jingle to go at the start, and we do have some little cartoony images that will be coming up of Alex and myself that will go over the videos on YouTube. So yes, if if you like if you'd like uh, to submit any fan artwork of the show, <laughs> do do send them I in. I prefer you know, that for suggestions to be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, no, do if, that. If, if, do if, exactly that. If anyone obviously we, we don't have pictures of ourselves up on uh, up on any of the any of the sites for, for um, legal or places. So if you'd like to, uh, to anyone who who hasn't met us in person, I'd like to draw. Um, if you'd like to send us like. in some concept art of what <laughs> we think we look like, that would be absolutely fantastic. Cool. Um, okay. I almost don't want to upload these pictures now. I want to see. Okay. Thanks very much, everyone, and uh, join us again.